This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. You know, Marge, I was thinking about how much I enjoy your interests. So I wandered over to that theater you went to last night, and I bought tickets to their entire season. Look, mostly madrigals. Yeah, that might be good. Ooh, an evening with Philip Glass. Just an evening? Voices of the elderly poor. Hmm. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. favorite line in the episode? I mean, it's, it's up there. There's a lot of really I, good lines in this particular episode. This, uh, this is good. This is a tough one, Greg. Yeah. yeah. For me. Yeah. I, I was um I was interested that you picked a Homer line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, Like, this is one where I would like, if I was going to play the game, what is Alan going to pick? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten anything. Like, right. Because you I, thought it would be Kirk. It, well, no. I, oh. I, I like... It could have been anything. Oh, I see what you to mean. To me. Like, because there's, there's so many oh, there's great so many. lines. I, I, so, <laughs> I think we've discussed this before, but the way I try to pick them is I try to pick ones that are long. Yep. <laughs> and that don't need extra context to be funny. So just dialogue, long dialogue that is funny in it, in and of itself without yep. needing other, you know, uh, a, a response from another character, that kind of thing. So that's why I picked this one because it's the it's the one that has just Homer rambling, and I do really like just an evening. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. But the whole episode is just too good. Uh, this, is a, this is a special one for me, and I'm really excited to talk about it with you guys. Uh, this is Two Bad Neighbors, and I am Greg. I am Alan, and we are nailing it. This is. <laughs> The second episode we are recording tonight, and it is uh, late. Yeah. This is getting Two crazy. Bad Neighbors After Dark, where things are getting sleepy. Hot, <laughs> oh. hot and sleepy. Hot and sleepy. That's the, way, that's the way I like my women. It's just the... <laughs> so, Alan. Yeah. How have you been in the past 20 minutes? <laughs> Okay, well, let's see. This episode's going to be coming out October 18th. Is it? Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, I, I plan ahead. All right, look ahead. Yeah, good. Um, by this time, I will be gearing up for Buffy the Vampire Slayer trivia. Cool. Happening in a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of other important things in my life around this time. But, uh, you know, I bet I'll be doing great. Mm-hmm. I got a show. Mm-hmm. In uh, in Cochrane mm-hmm. on on the eighteenth. Cool. So that'll be fun. That's why you're leaving me well, again. No, just for that. It's an evening. It's just an, an evening. <laughs> in this case, yes. Oh, okay. It's just an evening. I'm just playing some music. Great. Yeah, and then I'm coming right back. It's Cochrane, not mm, Canmore. That's right. right. I get them confused. Yeah, I leave when it's Canmore, and I never talk to you when yes. I'm there, except for the time that we did an episode while I was there. That's true. Which we'll never do again. <laughs> Technology's not great. It's not caught up to us. No. No. <laughs> Skype sucks. Yeah. This yeah. episode is sponsored by Skype. 
Hi, I'm Alan Skype, and I am here to talk to you about the streaming and video conferencing software called Skype. Did you know we are offering our own original programming on Skype? What would happen if we're turning searching with John Cho into a television series? <laughs> I mean, I'd watch that. We've even got John Cho. <laughs> You ever see Searching? No, not yet, actually. It's good. I, I know. I actually do really want to see it. Yeah. I just haven't got around to it. Yeah. But it looks like right up my alley. Season one premieres November 12th on cool. Skype. Great. You can stream Skype. it. Skype.com slash two bad neighbors slash searching with slash podcast.org. <laughs> well, hi, Ife. <laughs> Good evening. That's our guest today. How are you? I'm good. traditionally always silent until we introduce him. Yep, always silent. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> say it like it's a threat. <laughs> oh, there's going to be a lot of threats tonight. Oh no, let's well, not. Ife brought a briefcase with yeah. things in it. And we Should don't I know get what that it out is. of the way. I uh, don't know. Well, <laughs> I'm how very about, scared. How so about let's we... get ready for our final oh, episode, boy. everyone. <laughs> it's full of snakes. Uh, well, snakes are okay. I mean, that would be just you reusing a bit. Right. Oh yeah. So, um, slither of a <laughs> sexy, sexy lady, lady snake. snake. <laughs> what I uh, there's a. Do we have any mailbag to get to? Uh, no. Okay. Well, I think I might have one. Oh, then um, yes. It was a Facebook, uh, just something on Facebook or, okay. or Patreon. I can't remember, but it was a good question. So I would like it to be asked and answered. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> So, the question is, are there any, um, this comes from Christy, are there any uh, one-off characters from The Simpsons' golden years that you would like to see come back? Mm. That is a good question. Yeah. No. No? <laughs> right off? No? I mean, it's possible. I would have to think about it a bit more, I think. I, I really like Horst, um, the German. Uh-huh. Um, and the Germans in general, but horse specifically, yeah, the most non-threatening, yeah. Um, but I, 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 I guess it's one of those things where it would just need to be done right, and it never has. It been. hasn't really that I can think of. <laughs> um, like Sideshow Bob's really the only one, like he's not a one-off character, but you know what I mean. He's the only recurring yeah. character that isn't like a regular. That pretty much every time in the Golden Years welcome appearance yeah he nails it yeah one of mine would be roy <laughs> okay i'd like to see roy come back mr s as like a uh as some sort of a commentary on where the show's at sure um and perhaps it's like uh the last episode or not just mm -hmm. like just like how itchy and scratchy and poochy could have been the last episode of the series. Yeah. Um I like that answer. I like the Roy. Thank the you. The Roy is a very good one. You know what would be interesting? So are you talking like in current Simpsons? Yeah. It would have to be. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I was thinking like as more esoterically like if they ever brought back a character, would I like that still in the golden age? Yeah, okay, but, let's say the quality is still. Yeah, yeah. Like this is a very like obviously the answer is if we're talking uh, like Algene, thirty one trains run on time yeah. Simpsons, then no one don't no, do it. Just don't fucking do it. But if it's like I don't know, if someone gave a shit, yeah, um, ah, that's so mean. It's like they obviously <laughs> do give a shit. 
It's just not good. It's just yeah. not good. And the thing, okay, if the if the show was of the quality that it used to be, um, then yeah, Roy, Roy, yeah, that's a good choice. I think that's if a- it if it was like current. Like if it was season thirty one, yeah, I actually would really like if they brought back like really really old characters, like Scott Christian, <laughs> or uh, and actually they I think they did this they brought back Marvin Monroe oh, really rec- like uh, fairly recently and they're like okay. I thought you died yeah <laughs> he's like nope <laughs> it's like okay like it's a bad use of him but I like that idea of like like hey remember this character that like wasn't funny so we stopped bringing bringing them in well they still exist like you know. Absolutely, Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. Glick. I don't know. That would be I, great. I love Mrs. Glick. $90. Not a one-off character, but you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, you can hold all sorts of candy in that. <laughs> no, only candy. Only candy. Ninety dollars. <laughs> it's a nice dish. <coughs> okay, and this is a segment that we like to call "What's in the case." <laughs> What's in the case? What's in the case? This relates to. Ife has a really nice briefcase. It's a really nice briefcase. Yeah, of course right he now. does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, when you spend all your money on your one final briefcase, it better be nice. Oh boy, this is uh, so scary. <laughs> so <laughs> Why here's are you doing this to me. So here's here's what's going on right now. I do have a briefcase with me. Uh-huh. Uh, I listen to the podcast religiously. Uh huh. And I hear a lot of talk. Okay, hang up. Hang on one second. Mm-hmm. Just before you go anywhere, and I really am sorry for breaking your train here, mm-hmm. but I need you to know mm-hmm. that we don't think about anything that we say before we say it mm-hmm. on the show, uh-huh. and I forget it. Greg is visibly shaking. Uh-huh. So here's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I listen to the show religiously, uh-huh. and there's a lot of talk of people being two timers, <laughs> three timers. And all the rest. Mm-hmm. Sure. People of Two Bad Neighbors and Patreon subscribers. Uh-huh. I don't feel I've gotten my due. <laughs> because I went and I counted. Uh-huh. I went and I counted. And it turns out I have been on this podcast 14 times. Nice. This is my 14th wow. appearance. This is number 14. This is number 14. Okay. So I'm honoring myself with a Two Bad Neighbors scented candle <laughs> and, and a certificate oh, of boy. authenticity. <laughs> That I have appeared on this podcast 14 times. In the world of podcasting, this is the only thing I've ever done in my miserable life that's worth a fuck. Do you understand? Okay. So to the, to the real gyms, See? to the fake gyms, to the James Wades, to the Ryan Reeses and the Charles Nettos. Do you forge our signatures? Uh, mostly. <laughs> I feel I deserve this. this is, okay. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing. <laughs> I think we've like been pretty vocal about you being our most frequent guest. Oh. This is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in that case, I'm gonna, I won't take out the last thing I have. I'm going to I know I'm going to I'm just going to because this is a uh, because this is a radio uh medium. It's a great medium you for have, having that. Do you have yeah. something else in there? No. We're good. I think that's are it. You sure? Yeah, I'm feel, all right. Feel free. Uh-huh. Feel free. Go ahead. No, we're good. Are you let's sure? Leave, let's leave it there. Send a candle. It's a, it's a nice nice thing. Well, Go. you did it so beautifully. Well, mm. Ife's got a little decal of the Two Bad Neighbors logo updated. It's a new logo. <laughs> so it looks like a school's logo. Yeah. Like a college. Yeah. Like so Gudger and all the rest of those. Exactly. Ones, you you know? could put this on a on an armband and mm. say, I lettered there. Um, it was actually, it was yesterday where Alan was like, do you want to do a podcast? And I didn't respond. And he's like, it's going to be... <laughs> A millhouse divided, and I'm like, okay, like you got me with that. So, and then I count. I just started counting, and I realized this. Yeah, got real angry, and I was like, I'm making a 
I'm sorry you're so angry, Ethan. No, I'm, I'm feeling Okay, so here it is. Uh, it has the little uh, uh, college logo of TBN on it, and it says, Certificate of Acknowledgement. This is presented to Dr. Ife Abiola, MD, for his ongoing contribution to Two Bad Neighbors on this, the day of his 14th appearance. Signed, <laughs> Signed Gregory Wilson, Esquire. <laughs> In very, very legible cursive. Uh, and Alan Johnson. <laughs> and it's written in a way that I can only describe as juvenile. Oh. <laughs> what the hell? It's like the Calvin and Hobbes font. So, so this is this is this is here to represent my will surmountable lead. Uh-huh. Formerly will surmountable feed, but my will surmountable lead here, and no one can touch me. Uh, no three timers club, fourteen who, well, timers. Camille's pretty close. Oh, what does she have? I think she's pretty close. Um, yeah, because we have her on a lot too. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the count a little closer now. Yeah, she might be. She might have a. She might have a dozen. Oh, really? That yeah. many? Maybe she's ten. Pretty, yeah, she's yeah. pretty high up there. Ten, maybe twelve. Like not including bonus stuff. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, I'm finished. All yeah. right. Well, this is my. I guess I'm, I'm glad I got this. Fourteenth and final. Yeah, I'm glad I got this out of the way now. <laughs> this is lovely. That's going on the Instagram. Well, so go, I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus, man. I that's like. So I, li- fun. I like. Too much free free time. Oh no, I don't have any free well, time. I, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> you can tell that this was done on a Word document or some sort of uh, of, of a um, what do you call it? Uh, Word processor. Uh, template. Sorry, <laughs> Alan. From scratch. The word I was looking for was template. Yeah, well, I didn't know. So let me talk. You then. weren't. You, oh, were mum- you were stumbling and mumbling. Well, I was trying to get there. This is our last podcast. This is, this is it. This, this is, is all, it. It's the penmanship. The this penmanship is, controversy ruined all of it. This is it. We're done. Um, it's like a, it's like it's a really weird dig at me. It's beautiful. Backwards ends. And yeah. Stuff. I think it's really great. <laughs> I come off I've looking not, like I've, a hero. I've been nothing but kind to you. <laughs> I don't know where this is coming from. I I come off so well in this. I'd never do. I never come off well in these. And this is great. This is how this feels. Yeah. Feels good. I just wanted that moment just for myself. You know, awesome. Makes me feel, feel good inside. It's for everybody. And now we can continue. What's Every, up? Everyone is just, the, the tension is just left. What else is in the case? Ah, that's it. Is it an Apple core? I should have had <laughs> that. Should have <laughs> newspapers and Apple cores. <laughs> Uh, so we're talking about an episode today, if you wouldn't mind me pivoting. Pivot. All right, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> it's called A Millhouse Divided. Mm. And if I remember correctly, this is one of Alan's favorite episodes. We're getting through two of Alan's favorite episodes ever on the first disc of season <laughs> eight. Damn. And two garbage episodes. Yeah. yeah. And one pretty good one. And one pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, this is the uh, sixth episode of season eight, written by Steve Tompkins, directed by Stephen Dean Moore, and original air date December 1st, 1996. Very nice. Very nice. It's almost a Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Did Moore do any more episodes? Did Moore do more? Stephen Dean Moore? Are you thinking of Ronald D. Moore? <laughs> mm. uh, he made um, no. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's his sole... No, 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 no. No? No. Um... <laughs> Uh, we're talking. We're talking the director Stephen Dean Moore. Right? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. He did. He did four episodes in this season. Uh, four in season nine. 
four in season twelve. So they hired him in season six. Okay. I believe to, the writer is the sole uh, credit for uh, the writer, even though he's been in the writers' room for a long time. Steve Tompkins. Yes. Uh, writing credits on the Simpsons episodes. Uh, yeah, he's he shares credit. <laughs> it's the only episode where she has sole writing credit. Yeah, yeah, he shares credit on Treehouse of Horror, Twenty Two Short Films, Simpsons Spinoff Showcase, and A Millhouse Divided is his only full writing credit because 100 well, percent uh knocked it out of the park with his sole writing credits yeah. so yeah. for real absolutely Go it on top yeah <laughs> i mean like if you're gonna if you're gonna nail it you might as well uh retire with a belt that's right if you know what i mean you know what i mean Ife. uh it's i don't more know a, it's more of a cord wrestleman oh it's like oh okay <laughs> so retire with a belt a belt of what <laughs> belt of scotch <laughs> Just ragging on your cord. <laughs> so what is it? A, a pants holding apparatus? Mm-hmm. There you go. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. So guys, yeah. This episode, kick us off. Is about divorce. Yeah. Are both of your parents married still? Both of my parents are married to each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That is a valid just question. A, just the way no, you said it, man, no, was no. like, <laughs> are you trying to dance around it? Or? Nope. Yeah, uh, no. Objection. <laughs> Witness is evading the question. So my parents are divorced. Okay. Mine aren't. I wanted I, to. I, I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't say. I was, I I, was 98% sure. Yeah. I didn't say that. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> it's fine. So I am the millhouse of this situation. Yeah. <laughs> sure are. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Useless um, inside and out, like your, <laughs> your namesake. Jesus I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's so mean. I invited you on this episode you in did. good faith because it's one of my favorite episodes, know, and you're know. one of my favorite guests. Oh, and look at what you're doing God, to me. I'm sorry. Continue. <sighs> I mean, I'm a middle child, a child of divorce. Uh huh. I'm used to all of this. <laughs> Millhouse is an only child. He is, which is very different. Which is why he gets all those cool things. Yeah. It, as a group of three, us children did not get a bunch of cool things when our parents divorced because sure. they're like, you're, you're fine. Right. <laughs> you're, all, you're all adults. <laughs> so not to put anyone on um, on anyone's radar or anything, but what's the year year's gap between your older sister and your younger brother? Uh, so my sister's two years older than me. Okay. My brother's three years younger than me. Okay. okay. So hmm. genuine middle. <laughs> yes. As opposed to, so I mean, those, like it's an those odd fake number, middle right? kids. Yeah, it's yeah. like that's it's an odd number. So it's like, boink. It's exactly yeah. how smack much dab time. in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yep. It's great. Is it? Tell no, us about it. It's awful. Tell us about it. <laughs> um, middle child syndrome is a very real thing. Uh huh. It's a feeling of uh, abandonment, um, forgot, forgottenness, <laughs> being forgotten. Mm. Uh, <laughs> quiet over there. <laughs> word word boy. <laughs> um because uh yeah essentially you know once once the third child is born that's where all the like doting and like oh like the youngest and and then the older child gets the like you're responsible so Mm -hmm. you need to you know so the middle child is just like yeah you're just you're there fill in the gap (laughs) yeah you're house plant do do what you need (laughs) i know how it is no the struggle is real i'm also also a middle child Yeah, and uh, the two the two like occasions that I like to bring up the most of like very exemplifer exemplifying, I'm nailing these words tonight. Uh, it's late, guys. <laughs> Come in for the lander. <laughs> uh, there's two moments that I remember very vividly uh, as an adult, where 
my siblings and I kind of joke about how I am clearly the middle child. One is um, my parents in their room when uh, <laughs> when all of us had grad, all three kids had graduated uh, uh, high school. <laughs> um, they had like graduation photos of us in their room. And there's a big picture of my brother, a big picture of my sister, and then a little tiny picture of me. <laughs> and my mom's like, it's just because it's the only size you gave us. <laughs> I, like, I didn't know you wanted a big, bigger size. You should have told me. I would. So it's just like this weird, like if you look at it, it's like giant picture, giant picture, tiny picture. And it's just like, who's the favorite? Um, <laughs> and then the other time was we were at my mom's house. It was probably like Christmas or something. And... My mom's like, oh, like we should look at baby photos, you know, like that's things families do sometimes. And so she went down to yeah, to the storage, is. you know, and got a bunch of uh, big, thick um, picture books. Photo albums. Photo, thank you. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Efe's <laughs> child writing for me has really, really gotten to me. <laughs> Um, You're rattled. Huh? <laughs> I am. I am physically rattled. You're shaking. Uh, <laughs> bleeding from the nose. Um, no, but uh, so she brings up all these photo albums and we start looking through them and it's a lot of pictures of my brother because he was the youngest. So like that made sense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, like, look at look at this. Look at this. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's great. And she's like, she's like, all right, now let's look at Alan's like because they they had mm-hmm. three that were like for each kid. Right. That's how mm-hmm. she kept them. She opens up. What was supposed to be mine? It's more of Kevin, <laughs> my sure brother. I'm sure there's some Alan in here somewhere. <laughs> no, pretty she much, like, and oh. legit to the point where she was like, she's like, no, like I have a photo album of you. I just don't know where. It is. <laughs> and I was like, uh huh. And my brother was just cackling. <laughs> <laughs> I think wow. it was like months later. She like called me. It's like I found it. <laughs> On the photo album of you. I'm like, thanks, uh-huh. mom. Send, send me a picture of it right now. Yeah, it's, uh. fe- <laughs> oh, it's like, thanks, mom. It's February. Yeah. Like, I don't care anymore. I wanted to look at it at Christmas. So, well, um, anyway, two middle childs, mm-hmm. one divorced family. Yes. So, how does this episode resonate in that way? Because so, I think The Simpsons does a really great job of showing a. Uh, a nuclear family dynamic that also does have a middle child, but they also get away with making Lisa the younger sister. They basically use her as the just in the younger sister role and the middle child role for whatever when, when seems needed. Yeah, yeah, for whatever seems necessary, which is pretty great. However, due to the nature of the show, we can't actually see a divorced family because of the elastic universe. Until now. Until now. This mm. gives a incredible opportunity for the writers. And what do you feel? Uh, so first, I just want to preface it and say that uh, my parents got divorced when I was an adult. Okay. Um, so it is different than Millhouse, obviously, or any children uh, who experience divorce when very young. It's a different situation. Um, you can get into whole, the whole nuance of whether it's, quote unquote, better or worse. Uh, for a human psyche <laughs> to to see the you know the people they thought would love each other forever suddenly not and then you're like oh does love exist I don't know and I'm still single so what I'm getting at is <laughs> Milhouse's experience is is probably very different however I will say 
there's a lot of very accurate things <laughs> with <laughs> the way Kirk and Luann react and adapt to their new situation. Um, <laughs> Kirk, you know, the, the like, oh, yeah, I'm swinging single now kind of thing. And it just like, nah, like, that's not you. <laughs> it's like very, very accurate. Uh, the, the, the kind of people he starts dating. <laughs> <laughs> I will say fairly accurate. That's a bummer. <laughs> Okay, my, my dad doesn't listen to this. It's fine. Such a uh, bummer. <laughs> um, and uh, and then like uh, also even I would say like there's some accuracy to uh, Luann and uh, with what's his face Pyro, <laughs> like very quickly. Chase, <laughs> Chase. Thank mm. you. Um, uh, my mom did get remarried, not like right away, but uh, but she was with my now stepdad. Uh, pretty soon after my parents got divorced, you know, like I just think that, especially in that generation, probably like the the the, the woman in the situation is going to find a much easier time finding a new man <laughs> versus uh, the the man finding a new uh, lady. A lady. Well, <laughs> the the man is not not a desirable person. True. In fact, quite we opposite. Suck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On when you on uh, coming out on the other side of a marriage where uh you got divorced. Uh-huh. Chances are you fucked up. <laughs> I'm just like Kirk. Yeah. I, no, I'm just saying it's you. What probably happened was like Kirk. This is this 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 doesn't have to. This, I'm not saying this is what happened in your situation. I'm just saying like this is what probably happens in a lot of situations where it's uh-huh. like like Kirk. You don't. You take what you have for granted. <laughs> And you think you're fine, and then on the other side of it, you're gonna be a possum in a swimming pool. I think the 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 part of the episode that really is the most like I don't I don't want to say truthful, but like the, the part that makes the most sense to me and that didn't need to be in the episode at all is the moment that Luann asked for a divorce. Yep, because Kirk clearly was not expecting this. Mm-hmm. You know, let alone in front of their friends. In front of their friends. Yeah. But like, and you can t- like he says a uh, uh, divorce, and then sees everyone looking at him, and then he tries to like puff his chest yeah, out and be like, yeah, "Fine, yeah, whatever." He, he says "toots," toots, like it's yeah, the, like exactly. it's the thirties. He's so confused. He, he and regresses rattled, yeah. so much to like macho guy because that's what he thinks he needs to be. But you can tell he that like that shakes him to his core. Mm-hmm. That he thought, we're, like, even with our problems, uh, you know, married married to each other, we're gonna be together forever. You know, and this is just a fight, and he's got grievances. Clearly, clearly, she does as well. But he's got grievances that he's. It's <laughs> it's just he's letting it all out. You yep. know, change purse, everything, yeah, yeah. all that stuff, and it and it, it escalates and boils up until she says, "I want a divorce," and then you can just see it snap in him when he's just like, sh- "Like fuck, I didn't expect or want this." And then, of course, like I said, he has to like feel like he needs to showcase to all his friends. But he does not want that divorce. I mean, and we see that again at the end of the episode when he proposes to her again. And she says, oh, no. Ew, no. <laughs> I know she doesn't say ew, but it really feels like that's the intent. It's like close, yeah. yeah. It was very, very close to yeah. saying it's ew. Like, ooh, yeah. It's and, like, ooh, no. And that her yeah, expression yeah. does not change during the song. <laughs> yeah. She'll crack. Oh, oh no, she won't. Well, and it's great too. I never really noticed all the other people listening are smiling. They're like, "Oh, like this is a nice little song." Mm-hmm. It's not. And, <laughs> and as soon as you cut to Luann, she's straight faced and like not impressed in the least. And it does that whole like romantic comedy zoom in on both of them, and he's smiling and she's not. 
And then what do you say? Will you marry me? She's again? just got a great oh, poker no. face on. It's just like it's just like she's just not impressed. What I yeah, I think that she it was like she was watching this uh slow motion car wreck and it's like i wonder why he's doing this probably just for his shitty music career and then he's like oh this was to get me back that was that that was it no no thank you and especially since like chase is there also <laughs> like, so chatting she, chatting she's with there with with his with her new boyfriend mm-hmm. and he's like this will get it it's like no like i'm here with a new person get out of here you clown i love then, kirk oh i love him so much kirk van houten is an excellent Excellent example of the Simpsons writers paying off a joke that I don't think they realized they were writing. <laughs> Does that make any sense? I, yeah. I want go on. Well, the I character mean, of Kirk, the character yeah. of Kirk. This episode <laughs> yeah. pays off that character. Oh right, in, okay, gotcha. In gotcha. a major way, yep. in a way that no one could have predicted. Mm-hmm. In a way that, like, but is this is one of the things that you love about the Simpsons when they are able to make something feel unified when it's clearly impossible that it was right. And Kirk is insanely consistent. Like you see him in the take your kid to work day. It's like a fucking magic place. And then you're, you get these moments like the fumigation in Bart sells his soul, like where he's like, Oh, he's kind of like, really angry this is a cranky old guy he's a cranky guy and then you get these moments in sideshow bob's last gleaming with millhouse being like take that dr sally Sally waxler and he's clearly like basically a lot of it's said through millhouse a lot of it's done through uh brief glimpses that we have because this is the first time those two characters get put on full display sure and he pays off like a slot machine Mm -hmm. in this one you like a hot lottery ticket number yeah right? yeah exactly <laughs> from that weekly digest weekly that digest. homer likes oh. jesus yeah I, I think that's so i've always said kirk is one of my favorite characters but it's 100 yeah. percent because of this episode oh hell yeah and there's moments in earlier episodes that he's very funny but it's it's almost like more funny knowing where his character ends up yeah um shut up shut up shut up yeah um you, it, it, like the ending feels a part of a whole. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing that they pull off. And Hank Azaria nails it. Oh, he's like, so good. Like he's so good as Kirk. And I just I love everything he says in this episode is so funny. The the awkward dinner scene is so beautifully written. Yeah. To like to the point where it's got jokes in it, but it's also so uncomfortable throughout. Yep. Yeah. And like, and I'm I'm a fan of cringe humor. Like, I enjoy like you know The Office and Curb Your Enthusiasm and shit like that. Where it's like, this humor is there to make you feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, I'm all for it because they're not me. <laughs> now I'll I'll say this: if Marge was not the touch point for the audience, I would not enjoy that whole segment because it would just be like two people sniping back and forth. But Marge's very pointed let's save this disaster yeah. type of reactions are beautiful how about we play a game uh maybe someone would like a drink hiding lisa why don't you come sing for- <laughs> and lisa's immediately there the next frame like yeah uh even her hiding the box of crackers yeah. like somebody yeah. somebody should edit it without marge's reactions and it's just gonna be sad like just yeah yeah and uh, and yeah if also if it took place at kirk and luann's for example because then marge wouldn't be trying to save the right the the party necessarily like she's doing it for selfish reasons really she's just like i don't want it to happen at my i want my party to be fun now is this a 
I would think this is a really good example of great writing in an episode in the fact that in the first act, it's a Simpsons episode. Mm -hmm. This is about Homer and Marge, really. Right. And like eh, Marge is being a little silly. She wants to throw a dinner party and Homer is coming with her. Uh, and he's silly too and it's fun and i completely sympathize with marge in her desire to throw an aesthetically pleasing dinner party i do too her family's monsters yeah <laughs> I, I i completely Tr- get it trough feeding trough feeding elves underwear yeah. wearing yeah. yeah you completely are on her side it's like i don't want to talk about it how's the family marge i don't want to keep talk it down in there everybody <laughs> nuts um so with with her as that as that touch point, we we get this this whole wonderful first act, um, and then it like kind of goes away to to being about the Van Houtens, but it never really does. It's about how the Simpsons perceive the Van Houtens yeah. situation. Because it's still Homer 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 with, with Kirk, Kirk mm-hmm. Bart with Milhouse, and Marge, Marge with Luann. Yeah. Those the- are the things that we get to see, and and then it all comes back to Homer and Marge. In the end, and I think that's just really tight writing. It never really loses sight of it. It makes you think that it's going to lose sight of it mm-hmm. and become completely about the Van Houtens, but it never does. It's very not about Millhouse. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed. Uh, Millhouse is kind of—he's right in the middle. He's the division of the whole thing. Uh, but him and Bart chatting briefly, and then just seeing uh, his experience is just like a heartbeat in the whole thing. Yeah, a very yeah, it's, very. It's little... focused on the parents, right? More so than Millhouse, which definitely it could have been. Milhouse is dealing with it and Bart. Uh, and actually, I believe there was originally, uh, I don't know how far they got with, I think it might just be script wise, but in the script originally, it was going to be uh, Bart seeing how happy Milhouse was with his parents' divorce. And so Bart trying to get Homer and Marge to divorce. Oh, no. Yeah. And they decided to cut it. Yeah. That, <laughs> which I think is smart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it focuses on the on the parents more so. Um and I was going to ask you guys because uh, the other thing I kind of read about was that the episode was go- going to have in the third act more Van Houten stuff, but they made the decision to pivot it to uh, to Homer and Marge's relationship and because they didn't feel that the Van Houtens could carry the whole episode. Okay. Um, now, I don't necessarily agree with that, that they couldn't carry episode, mostly because I love Kirk so much. Um, but I wonder how you guys think about the switch to the Homer and Marge relationship. I love it. Because um, sometimes I love it, and other times I think about it. Uh, well, let me let me say it this way, actually. Mm-hmm. Whenever I watch the episode, I'm like, yeah, that's great. Like, There's nothing wrong with that pivot. I like them exploring their relationship. Um, I don't usually care for the Homer and Marge's marriages and trouble storylines, but it works in this one the best, I think. Right. I think it works so much because he's it's it's all from Kirk's uh advice, I guess. Right. From and like and Homer is constantly overreacting whenever Marge isn't around. And this is all that he's done on his own. Mm-hmm. If he was to talk to Marge about it, he wouldn't have gone this far, right? It never does mm-hmm. when she's around. Uh, well, and it's different than some of the other Homer and Marge's relationship is in trouble yeah. episodes where Homer hasn't done anything wrong. Yep. Right? It's not like, oh, Homer went to a strip club or Homer forgot Marge's birthday or um, drank beer at the chili festival. Uh-huh. You know, like 
like the thi- the the that turns the, into a great episode though. It does no, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but uh, but it's like Homer isn't hasn't done anything wrong. He really is just like he forgot an event they were supposed to go to, and he reads that when he sees the hot dogs for, because of Kirk's experience that uh oh our marriage is in trouble. Yeah, and then he goes all in to try and rectify it buying all those tickets and doing soothing ocean sounds. <laughs> um, but it's never like, and and then arguably also just doing the whole, you know, divorce to get a second marriage kind of thing. Um, even though it's that whole sitcom trope of like fooling, like, Oh, I'm getting divorced. And you're like, Oh no, they're like, what's wrong. And then it's like, no, I just did that. So we can have our second marriage. And it's not even the only time the Simpsons does it. Right. They do it again in eight years. Yeah, yeah. I do believe it's season sixteen. It's called Three Gays of the Condo. Oh boy, sounds great. I think that's the episode there where they do it. Hmm. Um, I think I remember you telling me about this recently, actually, yeah. on the pod. But anyway, with with ep- this episode specifically, I like the twist to Homer and Marge because it gets kind of silly and zany, but Homer is never mean. Exactly. He's never mean at any point. He's very concerned, even in the beginning where he's, you know, racing two cars by himself in his underwear. Uh, he was <laughs> very to put my shoes on. Yeah, he's, he was very concerned. Even afterwards, <laughs> he was very concerned. Like, Marge, your party was ruined. Just blame yourself once and move on. Like, <laughs> he's, he's not malicious. Yeah. But it does go down a really funny path because Homer is there. If it was Kirk, it would just be some man languishing in his own. Yeah, it, get, it his, might get depressing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and also the like <laughs> the the point is he could have he could have like become an asshole or something, you know, to Marge and like you said, he doesn't. He he remains it's almost like that episode uh where he uh like the half-assed overparenting, yes, it's right? Yes, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like I, I like he's trying his best mm-hmm. and even if the the problem with him is even when trying his best, he can be over, like he can overdo it. Yep. Because he's just not too bright. <laughs> he thinks he's doing something good when in reality he's just like driving people further away. Mm. And so like Homer's arguably at his best when he's just doing what he what he wants, but not to hurt other people. Right. You know? And so that's why it works in this because he's like doing things a bit too far and he kind of realizes that. He's like, all right, no, I, I, I should actually do something that might be meaningful. And he does the second marriage and it's actually very sweet because he's like, you know, you didn't get the the nice marriage that you wanted, so I'm going to give you at least something a little bit better right now with your friends here and, you know, um, no Levi's trucks. Uh, <laughs> but this, I wanted to talk about this because the Homer and Marge getting married thing is a weird canon thing uh-huh. that's always very confusing because we have seen the wedding chapel before. We haven't seen that scene with the Levi's truck so that was either done for this episode or it was a deleted scene from season three. But there's also like little hints uh, throughout the series of a different wedding. Like there's, uh, is, could this be the happiest day of my life? And he has those two, <laughs> the one of the beer truck overspilling and the wedding, yeah, which is like yeah, a yeah. nice, like quote unquote real wedding. Uh-huh. Um, there's also like his wedding photo is like him shoveling cake into his mouth. Right. Right. And or the file photo for somewhere is is and that and he's like wearing a nice nice uh, suit and everything. So would that be his wedding or someone else's? I guess oh, that's a good point. Yeah, local man I ruins th- everything. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I remember that picture having a pregnant Marge in the background, but oh, maybe yep. maybe not. I can't remember off the top of my head. But anyway, I just think it's interesting that 
uh, I believe for a while there was kind of a debate in the community that the <laughs> chapel marriage was um, like just a like a one-off thing, and then they got re- real married later. But then this episode seems to confirm that that was the only wedding they had, mm-hmm. right? Well, some people do that and then get uh, remarried several months later, mm-hmm. in a or a year later, or a year later in a massive ceremony mm-hmm. that um, that 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 could be in a uh, in a Godfather film. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a little inside baseball, but mm-hmm. <laughs> we all know what we're talking about. Who we're talking about? Uh huh. Um. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting that the chapel wedding is, according to this episode, the only wedding they've had. Yeah. So, good for them. I'm thinking about Kirk's whole role in this episode and how if this episode never existed and they tried to do it today, they would have Homer be Kirk. Like, they would write it that way because so, Homer is mean now, but it wouldn't be funny in any way, shape, or form. Like, just this long-standing marriage dissolving. There is an episode in the zombie years okay, where Homer and Marge legitimately get divorced, and Homer starts dating a new woman, oh. played by um, Lena Dunham, I believe. And I remember it was, like, kind of advertised as, like, oh, Homer and Marge actually get divorced. And it was, it was like, I think touted as being, like, like with Kirk and Luan, like, maybe a... A permanent type of a split. permanent yeah. change to the series, and I'm like, wow, that's like fucking bold. And then I believe at the end it turns out to be a dream. Wow. The title of the episode is "Every Man's Dream." Oh, so well done. <laughs> it's the season premiere of the 27th season, and it is the 575th episode. Good. Uh, Bring on the lethal injection. <laughs> in the episode, Homer and Marge go through a trial separation. During this time, Homer dates a pharmacist. And Marge dates the father of said pharmacist. Oh oh, dates a pharmacist for free access to Oxycontin. Uh-huh. It's topical. Um, uh, wow. That's bad. Does it end with it being a dream? Can you tell? Uh... Marge wakes up in bed alongside a snoring Homer and is shocked to discover that was her dream and wonders if it meant it something. Her ab- dream. Yeah. Wonders if it meant something about her marriage to Homer. They visit a therapist who is about to talk through a solution. Hmm. Like if that was Dr. Waxler, <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. Or Sally Waxler. Um, it's almost like, because I, I feel like it's weird that I remember. And it is I Lena know. Dunham. Well done. Yeah, well. And Adam Driver's also in it. Oh, good. It's because anytime the premiere happens, I think I like I read a lot of stuff about the premiere because I've that's a premiere. Uh, the man who would be dinner is a premiere is a premiere that I've talked about before. Um, Cl- Clown in the dumps is also a premiere. You know, like the premiere episodes for some reason like stick in my brain because I'm like, I wonder what they're gonna do with this season. Well, they and then I'm like, oh, something. that's what they're doing. Kate, bye. Yeah. <laughs> like in these premiere episodes, they try and do something, and it's so. Like they try and do some so event or something like wacky or crazy, and they don't understand. Just bring it back to the characters. Mm-hmm. Don't do something elaborate and zany. Don't do a Game of Thrones parody. Just make it about the family. That's all I ask. <laughs> yep. That's what's interesting is these characters caring about each other and humor ensuing around them, not yep. them causing wackiness. You know? Yeah. It's 
it's a very simple formula. It's just, just do that. Anyway, Al Jean, you're welcome to come on the <laughs> This pod. episode's great, though. <laughs> this episode is really, really it is, great. It's it is, super funny. I don't think I wasn't laughing at all. Yeah, it fluctuates between my second and my third favorite of all time. Uh-huh. You only move twice in which other one? Well, you only move twice is one with a bullet. And then... So the two that fluctuate are this and Cape Fear. Okay, yeah. I'm yeah. a big fan of Cape Fear. All three of those are fantastic episodes. Yeah. Uh, one yeah, thing. I have good taste. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, one, one of the things... Just change my signature on here and... <laughs> let you know it. Uh, um, speaking of me being mean to you, mm-hmm. another person who gets uh, really kind of dogged in this one... And Lovejoy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's my favorite thing ever, because Lovejoy is generally just... I'm in the background. I'm, I'm just... They see me once a week or whatever... Uh, I'm here for a dinner party. Like I can, I he's can getting be a bit out, more, yeah. you know, casual. Of and... course, he's there just with his wife, mm-hmm. and Kirk is just ah, cram it, churchy. And the fact that he's like, I got my stuff stolen at an event oh. is the first time you see him. Yeah. So I stole something back. This is my life now. And then he's just <laughs> trying to eat. And then he goes, Hey, I'm a minister. Let me let me moderate this yeah. this clear disaster before it gets worse. And Kirk. Just cuts him off at the legs, un- without his, any remorse. His face after that too, where he like, just resigns. Yeah. He's just like, "Fine." This is why I don't do good things yeah, for people. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's it like it's almost a premonition for the uh, uh, the listen lady episode yes, that happens near the end of this season, I believe. Mm. Um, now, Kirk, it's only a game. You know, sometimes. Ah, <laughs> oh, cram it, churchy. <laughs> He's so mean too. It's great. He is very mean. <laughs> That's the thing about Kirk in the first act of this episode. He's not sympathetic. No. He's, he's well, really the bad. Thing, the thing that I like about it is that um, I think they make it very clear just through dialogue that the two Van Houtens have been having issues for a while. Um, they probably don't talk that much to each other. You know, Kirk goes to work at the Cracker Factory comes home they have dinner they go to bed you know like their relationship is is in, not good but in they separate beds in, in separate, separate beds, beds. We know that. and oh yeah where do we find that out millhouse says it i believe in an, an earlier episode uh, maybe we can push the beds together oh right they get millhouse a pup tent you know oh yeah it was the uh that's the push the twin be- beds together yeah that's another little uh little breadcrumb yeah mm-hmm. but a little bit of cornstarch for you <laughs> yeah it's really good, good for, for keeping, keeping down, down the urges um Fucking Ned. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Why would you announce that to people? (laughs) Why wouldn't you? This kills my boner, is basically what he's saying. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But they, so they they have been having issues, but they haven't had a blow up like this, I don't think, is is the way it's kind of portrayed, right? It's like, it's like they kind of like make little snide remarks to each other here and there maybe in front of Millhouse, but then they like resign. They're like, no, like let's not do this in front of the kid. And then they, they're given essentially this platform of we're in front of our friends and Kirk, especially, I think he kicks it off for the most part with, um, uh, Oh, what's the, what's the line about, uh, about a decent breakfast for once. Oh, right? I haven't had the decent breakfast like that. Oh yeah. Since I haven't had thrown like that. some eggs, no, no, um, I haven't seen uh, what it, someone act that rich since those teenagers egged our Bonneville. Right. Uh, I should have something to throw, throw some, some bacon. bacon. Yeah, maybe I would have a decent breakfast for once. And I feel like it's it's him. Like that's that's a true thing he's feeling, but he's trying to be funny. 
<laughs> like, I think uh-huh. that's what he's doing. Oh, you he's know? trying. He's and he's trying, and no one's on board. And then, and she is like, I'm not going to sit here and take that. So she snipes back at him. And then, <laughs> I think my favorite is when he goes, all right, that's it. <laughs> oh, <wow. Yeah. laughs> yeah. And then, so, uh, let's go uh, play a game, everybody. Because fists were going to be flying. Oh, it was <laughs> TVMA Simpsons. Oh, um, I haven't ate that good since I was in the army, or that noisily. And he immediately is like, "It's up to ten now. Yep. Like, that's it. Yep, <laughs> this is what I do." Yeah. yeah. So it's all this stuff that's been stewing in them for a while, and they, for some reason, feel more comfortable airing their grievances in front of friends versus their child. Or is it that which just makes not sense? A, or to is me. it that they're just not invited to shit? Like this is I the way they always probably, behave. Yeah. And <laughs> that could <yeah>. be. <laughs> I just feel like if they had done, if they had, like, it seems to me that. As soon as they start sniping at each other, it leads to divorce, and it would have happened earlier if they ever felt like they could do that to each other. Right. And I just feel like they've been very, like, bottling and, like, resigned and, again, like, together for the kid and, like, that kind of thing. And then they're just given this, like... Always a great idea, everyone. Oh, yes. Be miserable very for the kid. Yep. <laughs> Kids will appreciate it. <laughs> yep. They and, will. And just the way it escalates with the game... Well, let's talk about oh, this Pictionary game. Boy. Has uh, Pictionary ever not been used for this express purpose on television? Conflict, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. To create conflict specifically between people in close relationships. Yeah. It's yeah, it's essentially it's a tool to show these people are not in sync. Yeah. Right? Because that's essentially what Pictionary is. You mm. draw a thing, the other person has to guess it. Uh sometimes teams, but usually in these contexts it's two people. Put a lot um, of pressure on that. Put a lot of pressure Especially on it. Especially when and they're then, married. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, and that's the thing, because like, as we see with Kirk's trying, um, if the person isn't getting it, the natural <laughs> reaction of the drawer is to be like, it's like, you're at fault. <laughs> like, this is, I'm correct. I've drawn yeah. dignity perfectly. That's the natural reaction? For ter- horrible people. Greg. Okay, okay, good. Not the Flanders. I love that juxtaposition, too. No, totally. Oh. Oh, that's a noodle that's a scratcher. Why? Why would cornstarch and dignity be in this game? Like Marge should. Marge is really at fault <laughs> she here has for having North, a she shitty has, Pictionary. She game. has North Korean North fortune, Korean fortune cookies. cookies. And she has like Allied some, biscuit. Uh, uh, she's lucky only then, one couple got yeah, divorced. Am I right? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> her her Pictionary is very strange. You are correct. Yeah. Um, but I also just love. The choice by the writers, directors, creative team to show Kirk's drawing. Uh huh. Because so easily they could have not shown it. And then not show Luann's drawing. It's so brilliant because <laughs> we see the shitty drawing Kirk did that is nonsense. It's like a little like egg. With a bump and then like it's, a little it's gonna be triangle the, inside. It's going to be the thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> it's dignity. God. And how he picks up the easel and brings oh it Oh my to God. Her, puts it like in her oh face. Man. And he's like, do you want me to show the cat? Because the cat's going to get it. Kirk, you're spitting. God, I love Kirk, you're spitting. <laughs> oh, he's just so awful. Ugh. Yeah, he does not come off well in one second of his screen time in the first act. No. No. The and like I said, the time... only the only time uh, you feel any sympathy, if you can call it that, is the moment where you see 
his life is shattering and he doesn't realize what he's done. Yeah. But then he immediately goes back to try to be macho guy. And you're like, no, you're a horrible human. Like yeah. you deserve it. And they don't even leave it at that because when Luann drives away, he turns around. He could have been like, well, that's my life. And nobody's like, what? 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 <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like he's like, what are, you, what are you looking at? Like the man whose life just fell apart. Right in front of right you. Right in front of us. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's a special thing. <laughs> Ever seen someone's life fall in front uh, fall apart in front of you before? Ife? Uh, <laughs> specifically? Yeah. No, uh, I don't even get into uh, my specifics. Michael but... Richards, yes. Uh, uh. <laughs> Just like, like not personally, yeah, but no, yeah. the video. Uh, like, but I like, mean, oh, that's your I, your life is over. I mean personally. Yeah, I don't think so. No, that I can think of. No, no. I mean, maybe earlier today when Ife brought this shit out, but uh, you know, that's that was, your life. That's my life. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, this is specifically someone else's. Yeah, no. Well, I was trying to say maybe you guys witnessed it today, but mm. no, I think you'll pick yourself back up. All right. Well, yeah, I have faith. No, I've never seen anyone uh, implode like this hmm. before. Um, I hope to. <laughs> oh, one day. Uh-huh. I'd love to see that in Why? real time. I don't know. Just a story to tell. Okay. So, so you're gonna say because it's not me. So you know, it's also makes that, it, hilar- it makes it hilarious. A, it's a sense of um, what's that word in German? Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. No, that's not that one. Doppelganger. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real sense of doppelganger. Poltergeist. <laughs> Syndrome. <laughs> it's October now. It's time for spooky, spooky. movies. Ah. Yeah. Like Poltergeist mm-hmm. and The Exorcist. And The Exorcist 2, Heretic. Mm-hmm. And The Exorcist 3, The Return dry. of the Witch. That's the one. I was going to say The Exorcist 3, The Dry <laughs> Exorcist. Because <laughs> that leads us into one of the funniest scenes in Simpsons history. Okay. Can, I, can I say this? Because we, we all know what this, this scene is. Yeah. But laughs per second of screen time. Uh-huh. We've established that number one is the scientician. <laughs> We did, and I was yeah, on with that like point three yep. seconds and yeah. one and laugh, hundred percent laugh. That's pretty yeah. good. That was, yeah. and I was there on the uh, least vegetarian. Yes, this is clearly number two. <laughs> Are we talking the the dry cracker? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, oh, the, what I would assume is the owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, agreed, As, and you agreed. said it during it, and that's what spurred my mind. You said he had two lines, <laughs> <laughs> and they're both <laughs> they're amazing both gold. Uh, See, that was the other one that I thought. You might have picked. Sure, yeah. Where it's like... Crackers are a family food. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe single people eat crackers. Maybe they don't. We don't know. Frankly, we don't want to know. It's a market we could do without. (laughs) The only reason I... Again, like the only reason I did is because I think we need Kirk's response. I would have said it. I I know. I know. But I I prefer to do one-offs. The... And he's just like, after all this, all of these years, so, so long, good luck. I don't recall saying good luck. <laughs> the fact that he doesn't say it as a punchline, he says it as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's very sincere. I didn't he's like, say that. I, yeah, I didn't say good luck. I want you out. <laughs> Get I, out hope of you, here. I hope you burn. Because in the context of the episode, that's Luhan's father. Yeah, like, I think it's implied for sure. Uh, never, uh, It's never like text. If, it's if, never text. Yeah, but, yeah. If he's the owner... Then it's if he is the owner, which is never. She has the thing where she's like, "Who's uh, who's father-in-law?" Uh, blah 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 blah, and gives you a job at a cracker factory, and then becomes tied for table time and Allied biscuit in sixth. 
the father-in-law could just have been the one who was hiring or that's just, yeah. that's what i mean that's why like it's i, I wouldn't say 100 percent. that's that's her father mm-hmm. but i also am okay with that theory you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, exactly. i like reading the scene that way it's just a different way to read the scene it is i i almost prefer if it's not her father yeah, I like though, if it's not because then then it's not like this spiteful like oh like you divorced my daughter yeah. you need to get fired it's more just like no, you're single now, so you need to go. <laughs> it's nothing to do with your wife. I've read the scene, like obviously, like we've seen this uh, this episode many, many times. Uh, so I've I've read this scene as that, just mm-hmm. like oh, he's just the manager yeah. or the owner or whatever. And I, and this time I was like, what if he was the dad? Yeah, yeah. And I I read it that as 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 that. that it's it's funny time. both ways for sure. Um, which is really fun and something that I am enjoying more and more about. Um, you know, just watching movies and watching television shows from an academic point of view, just being like, oh, what if we read the text this way yeah. this time? Because there's some foundation for what it. If, so, What if Cameron was actually just Ferris's uh, imagination? Well, that's where you get into things where I want to kill people. <laughs> um, because that's not founded. <laughs> he has conversations with people. He has a house and Does a car. Does he <laughs> He does. Think about it. Uh, it's all Ferris's stuff. We uh, never see Cameron's family. You guys are silly. Hey, yeah. You're right, Greg. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Greg. Greg, he's talking to you. Greg. You hear him? <laughs> I always can. I, can, I, I can. hear him when I sleep. I can always hear Alan by myself. Um, one of the things I really appreciate about the the whole thing about the Cracker Factory. Was that they had specific names for <laughs> who they're tied with now? Uh, something about that is just excellent. The fact that they made those names and the names themselves are funny. Table time and Allied Biscuit. Am I misremembering? Is Table Time not an actual cracker company? Hmm. Great am question. I th- am I thinking of? I might be thinking of a different brand name. But Throwing I, Southern but Cracker for, there. For too. the longest time, I always thought. Um, table time was a real one, and Allied Biscuit was the fake one, and that's what I th- thought was even funnier. Uh, that that one's that one's uh, table time isn't a real cracker company. Okay, cool. <laughs> Wonder what I'm thinking of. What's the uh, what's the six, um uh, you know that red box with like the uh, the saltines or whatever in them? Premium Plus is that what it's called? Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we had them in my house all the time, and for some reason, I thought only I think because of this episode, I'm like, were those table times? <laughs> <laughs> Never researching or buying them myself. I don't buy crackers. Single people. Single people buy crackers. Guys. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Wow, yeah. you got it right on the money. Wow. Yeah. I thought you just made that up. No, no, no. Oh, it's premium. It's like a yeah. it's like a pretty standard Canadian cracker. You I see, feel. they had two boxes. One of them was the red one. It uh-huh. was white crackers. The other one was the black box or brown. I'm not sure which one it was. Uh, this was the one my family got. They were multigrain. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Multigrain. I saltines. definitely got the Aryan ones. So Yeah. 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 See, there's also... Wow. A... <laughs> oh, here it is. Here it is. Sorry. It's the whole wheat. Whole wheat, yeah. The whole wheat cracker, and it is brown. How did, wow. you, how did you know that so well? Because those are the kind of crackers that I ate okay, wow. every single day. Mm. Because Greg isn't is single. It, he is in a relationship. It all comes full circle. Crackers are a family food, Ife. You yeah. wouldn't know about this. No. You're, I'm you're also def- right. I'm definitely single and don't buy crackers. So it's it, theory checks out. I don't know. Yeah. This the the bald man in the episode is right. <laughs> the bald man. Yeah. 
Um, the other segment that I find Aryan, like uh, Aryan crackers, uh, it's impossible for a cracker uh, to be Aryan. I mean, Ally Biscuit. That's that fair. sounds kind of <laughs> political in some way, you know. What are they ally against? I don't know. I don't. Um, the other segment, though, that I find is just like la- like laughs throughout is the Casanova apartments. Oh God. And it's Kirk. It's seeing Kirk in his new single life. A place and for transitional like, singles. Is that what it is? Yes. Yes. A place for transitional, transitional singles. Singles. Um, <laughs> and it's like as soon as you see him, he's <laughs> he's in shitty clothes, <laughs> drinking a beer in the middle of the day, um, and like too excited about neighbors knocking on his door. He drank the beer in the bathroom. He, the one down the one hall. Down the hall. Yeah. Like that's his idea of freedom, drinking a beer in the bathroom. Now I'm a big fan of shower beers. Sure, yeah, that's a very different thing than what he's saying. I he's just saying he was like on the toilet. I, I mean, I drink. I don't drink beer in the shower. I drink like carbonated water. In okay, the shower. shower beers. Why would I want to drink beer in my crying chamber? All right, tell uh-huh. me that. <laughs> it's to refuel it, so you can yeah, so you can more tears. Oh, all right, yeasty, yeasty tears. Hmm. Gross. Um, <laughs> that that whole scene makes me very very sad. Uh, even though it's Kirk and he deserves it, it's he just he's not aware of like, you, like. Do you understand how bad this is? Like he's totally oblivious. Well, and, and I think a, what makes it's it a big wheel down at the sewing circle. <laughs> yeah. I think what makes it funny is Homer's reaction to everything mm-hmm. is not like there's never pity. Right, he's not. He's not like he's like, oh, Kirk, like you poor. But he's also never like, yeah, you're right. Like this is a cool. Like he's just like, yeah, no, like I the bathroom down the hall. I know. Like I sleep in a racing car. Do you? No, I sleep in big bed with my wife. That's like, something you, that I've had uh, that I've been lucky enough to integrate into my <laughs> into my life. <laughs> you slept in a racing car. Hey, have you slept in a racing car? No, I slept oh. in a bunk bed with stars and moons on it. Uh, okay. Yeah. My sister would have night terrors, and she would come into my room and be like, could I sleep in the bunk beds? And yeah. I'd be like, yeah, give me a dime. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hey, that bunk bed ain't free. And, yeah. So it oscill- it, I mean, it, we live in a capitalist world. It oscillated yeah. between nickels and dimes, and my sure. dad was very proud of me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but... I- Sorry, you said you've done this in your life. No, I just the mean it's one of those... Car? No, it's one of the... Um, it's one of those like Simpsons phrases that oh. like, has made its way into my own personal sure, lexicon. Of course, yeah. I sleep in a big bed with my wife. Oh, that part. I yeah, see. I, part. Yeah, I, I do the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I do the sad one. <laughs> We're having fun today. <laughs> uh, this is the Alan Soul episode. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's not the only one who's the butt of jokes. Also, Arby's. Uh, yeah. Arby's. Uh-huh. They don't let they they love making fun of Arby's and I'm all for it. <laughs> Arby's is the worst. Where does that come from? Arby's is go- awful. American roast beef. Mm. Yes. Horseradish, horsey sauce. That's what Arby's stands for. Did you know that? Arby's, yeah. American roast beef. Roast beef. American roast beef. No, yes. it's just Arby's. Arby's. Roast the letter R, the letter B. I'm saying you're wrong. I'm oh, saying you're wrong. American roast beef. Yes. Well, look it up, premium cracker boy. Um <laughs> 
All right. Oh, look at that. You're faking it. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Clumsily slapping the keyboard <laughs> with open palms. You could have legitimately right, tricked yeah. me <laughs> if you actually put effort didn't in. Even, didn't even want to do that. <laughs> now you're wrong. Right. Is that even picking up on the mic? <laughs> Definitely know. not. But I'm just, just doing palm strikes. You'll add some foley later. Slapping the keyboard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love the uh, <laughs> the guy knocking on the door. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Kirk's immediate reaction is, oh, what's going on? Patio party? <laughs> like he's so excited about something to do because he's lonely uh-huh. <laughs> and sad. Um, and then, yeah, the Noah possum drowned in the pool. Do you have any garbage bags? Which is funny that there's like four of them. None of them have garbage bags, I guess. Did you see the size of this possum? It's not a one-man job. I bi- like to this think... Is a bitey size. This is a, bi- yeah, a, bitey a big one bitey. What's his name? Jerry? Uh, Gary. Gary, sorry. Yeah. So Gary, I think, found the possum in the pool. Mm-hmm. This is just how I think it played out. <laughs> uh, and then went to one of the other guys. and was like, do you have any garbage bags? And the guy's like, I don't. You going to look for garbage bags? And the guy's like... <laughs> Yeah, and he comes with them because he's just as lonely and sad, <laughs> and he wants something else to do. And so they sure. find a third guy. He doesn't have garbage bags either, but he wants to join in. How many guys were there? I think there was like four of them. Yeah, it yeah. goes on like this until they get to Kirk. See, I feel like it was all of them hanging at the pool. <laughs> they see the possum. They're like, ah, shit. Let's go knock on the closest door. Ah. <laughs> and it's Kirk. <laughs> and Kirk's just like, ah, get out of here. Go let Arby's deal with it. At what point does it sink in for Kirk? At what point does he just go? Well, it's after Starla throws his demo tape out the window. Yeah, that's the where he sits that's down. That's the breaking defeated. point for him, where yeah. he's like, "I like my life is over. Like I've been trying, and I think deep down he knew. Like again, that moment where she says, "I want a divorce." He knows right then mm-hmm. this is not going to be good for me. But then he's doing his best to try and make mm-hmm. the best of it. Like, oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to be single, and I'm going to be drinking beers in the bathroom, and have a pool and patio parties. And then that, and then I'm going to have a demo. <laughs> like a, my my music, my singing career is going to get off the ground. And, and I'm going to start banging that girl from <laughs> Kzug. You know the one. And she'll get it all off the ground. Kzug can choose whatever wig I want. For her to wear when she drank the cocktail with the cigarette and the sound, I I laughed hysterically. <laughs> I couldn't even control it. I started crying. <laughs> Just the, it's the, very funny. The sizzling of the the cherry on the the cigarette. <laughs> the keys to the car lover. Oh boy, oh, I feel like changing wigs. <laughs> oh boy. Now one of the things about about this episode is that let's talk about the demo tape first. <laughs> Is that there's a demo tape in it. It's called Can I Borrow a Feeling? And Kirk has a singing career. Yeah. He's got at least one song. He's got a demo tape. And the cover of the t- of the tape is just his face. <laughs> yeah. No artistic like <laughs> licensing, like not like not trying to make him look like like solemn or like like or romantic. It's just literally like just it's it's like a yearbook photo. Like it's I just wouldn't like, even call it a headshot. No. <laughs> it's know. just like <laughs> and I think that goes to show how little effort Starla put into this to essentially cheat a man out of his car, I she guess. Conned and him. It, it does, it's not cheap to make a demo tape. That's true. It's not cheap. That's what I mean. It's a pretty big con mm-hmm. for just his car, apparently. <laughs> Kirk financed his own mixtape. Definitely. And then got his car stolen and got laughed at. Nice. His friend laughed at him. But you see, he was right to do it. Oh. <laughs> 
I do. That's I think another favorite is just Homer's immediate reaction because he's like he legit re- curious. He, he picks it, it up. Loud. He reads it out loud. He reads it normally. Like he's yeah. not like he's like, oh, let's look at this dumb. He's like, okay, can I borrow a feeling? <laughs> and then he just starts laughing. <laughs> that is a great choice because like Dan Castellaneta could have easily just been. Can I borrow yeah, a feeling? Yeah. Like the the choice to read it to, and to, discover it yeah. is a really great act. Process choice. it first and then laugh. It's so good. It's laughing very similar to someone dropping their cards in a classroom. Like, ah, yeah, very no cards. Yep. Homer's obnoxious laugh is just inf- <laughs> it's so infectious. It's so good. Uh, his scream is also very good. Uh huh. When he very gets hit pain. by a chair, it's <laughs> this, just so agonizing. This should lead us into talking about Luann's experience. Because it's a very different experience than Kirk's. And it is, you know, like there's, I I think uh, a divorce uh, can be highly beneficial for the two people who are in it if that's both what they want. And they they can somehow, you know, make the best out of an unfortunate situation and they can see that there's light on the other side of this thing. (laughs) And she clearly does. Yeah, I think it's interesting how time in this episode is kind of obscure. Yep. Because... If you if you read it as written, it seems like things go really fast. But I, yeah. I I I think what they're trying to go for with it is to show time passing without it being too overt. If that makes sense, like because after Luann burns Kirk's things, <laughs> after boxing it up, yeah, uh, the very next time we see her, she's already with a new boyfriend, which seems a little t- a little quick. The passage. Of I don't time, think it's. I don't think it is quick. Like like I said, I think that's pretty normal for a lot of yeah. women of divorce. But uh, it's because Milhouse is like, oh, that's like her new boy. So it seems like he's met him and interacted with him a couple times already. Which I will say, with divorced women, usually like they don't bring their new boyfriends to meet the kids right away. You know, like they they try to be sensitive about it. Um. So I think that Luann uh, did that. Like I, I I think she's a good mom overall. Uh, well, it makes sense because he has enough time to make a demo tape. That's what I mean. That's the other thing is him with the demo tape and meeting Starla and um, <laughs> getting a new apartment, moving out. All yeah, these things yeah. take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I like that the, the episode kind of plays with time in that sense where it jumps forward without being overt about it jumping forward. Like it doesn't have like, you know, two weeks later or anything like that. Like we as an audience understand, oh, this is a few weeks after that probably. You know? Yeah. With a with a show like this, I think it's more difficult to show the passage of time because everything always looks the same. Right. Specifically, like, you know, characters' costumes, you know, they never change. Right. So you don't really... Uh, and so it's it's more difficult in a lot of ways to show the passage of time. But this could feel like... This could be a year. Yeah. You know? Totally. Because, like, the divorce is finalized mm-hmm. by, by the time is Kirk it, does... We don't know that for sure. That's true. But it feels like it. The, it I mean, the, lega- like the legality it. behind like of divorce is so long and arduous that That's I fair. I would hundred percent feel like they're still legally married. That's but, fair, but even Kirk if they're said, in the process. Kirk said, "Would you will you marry me again?" Yeah, doesn't mean they need to be divorced for that to happen, though. For him to ask that, I should say. Okay, fair enough. They could see, be in the, the process. See, and he's divorce like, is a breaking of a contract. What? A solemn vow that is unbreakable. Unbreakable. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, that would—that's—that's that's actually interesting. If they had like the divorce proceedings, yeah. Oh, and wow. Lionel Hutz was was representing Kirk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it'd be a disaster. It'd be great. 
I wonder oh, if that's that what Act me, Three would have been. That makes me sad if they if they didn't pivot to Homer and Marge. That makes me sad that we can't see something that funny. Yeah, because that would be <laughs> very funny. That would be really so good. good. Anytime you put Lionel Hutz in a courtroom, I'm there for it. But it's, it's or just, even just like in a briefing room. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, like a negotiation, a divorce negotiation. Yeah, Luann's got blue haired lawyer or something. Yeah. And, and Kirk's got Lionel Hutz. <laughs> oh, comedy gold. Yeah, it's a oh. yeah. It's anyway, an, it's an unfortunate limitation this ah this is a really great concept for a simpsons for for us not just a simpsons episode but like i wish it was longer because then you could have that sort of thing going in it then you could see what it's actually doing to millhouse right right because you could you could explore the fact that you see the thing is i like the idea in that original draft of when Bart is like, oh, I'm going to, I'm like, oh, I'm jealous of Millhouse. I'm going to use him to break up my parents mm-hmm. and and I'll be happy. That's dumb. But the idea of Millhouse being happy and, and mm-hmm. getting all the things that he thought he wanted is a good one. Mm-hmm. It's a very good idea. And because it can go to the place where he's like, I'm actually not doing so well with right. this. I'm not dealing with it so well. But then he like learns that it's just another part. Of, of life and it's like a coming of age thing for for millhouse but we don't want to spend a whole hour with a wiener kid i was gonna say that's a great season two millhouse story yeah but season eight millhouse is <laughs> the fucking dud yeah. he's he's, uh-huh. a, he's a little wiener and we don't want to see him go through emotions yeah. we just want to see him get shit on or be happy <laughs> yeah at yeah. any point no yeah. no thank you at this point he's uh he's past his uh best buy date that's and right. uh Imagine peaking at eight. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happened to Millhouse. Yeah. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? Isn't he ten? No, I know. That's what I mean. Oh, he he peaked at eight, though. At eight. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Understood. It's been on his way down, (laughs) and it's a long way down. Oh boy. He's got one, two more decades before. Anyway. So, very quickly, we've already talked about it a little bit, but Homer and Marge, when Homer comes home from Moe's. Yeah, you really (laughs) thought this was funny, and I'm very interested why. Exactly what it is. So, his... His like instinct when he comes. So okay, so let's lay the groundwork here. He was apparently supposed to go to this Spalding Gray speak speaking thing uh-huh. uh, with Marge, uh, who is a real person. He's a mm-hmm. comedian uh, actor who did did a lot of like monologue uh, shows. I guess. Oh, is he like a David Sedaris type? Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, but he apparently was supposed to go with Marge to this. Uh, he's in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> when they're supposed to leave. Oh, So he Jesus. clearly forgot. Sorry. God, he he committed suicide. Oh, well. He drowned himself. That's very sad. It's horrifying. After being struck with a chair. All right. <laughs> Bring it back. Kind of. <laughs> but so so she's like, you're supposed to go this thing with me. And he's like, it doesn't sound like me. And she's like, <laughs> she's like fine, I'll go by myself. And his response is, okay, love ya. <laughs> completely oblivious which is again is the homer i like who's not trying to be mean to marge he's just kind of a doofus yeah and immediately goes to moe's instead (laughs) and then gets home that very evening yeah where he already knows marge is out at a show Mm -hmm. and he gets home and his lines are marge 
where are you? <laughs> I don't smell dinner. <laughs> it, are you okay? All right, are you okay? <laughs> I don't smell dinner. <laughs> it's Marge, where are you? Are you okay? I don't smell dinner. So it's like his thought process is like, where's my wife? I hope she's okay because I want dinner. <laughs> and it's just so funny to me that that's his, his reaction. That's his like instinct coming home. Totally is... not mean-spirited either. No, exactly. He's just all he's happy. Just, he's just, he's just, he's just like, like yeah. oh, I was at Moe's. And usually when I, I come home, that woman I she love? makes dinner for yeah. me, and it's great. Uh, I love it so much. It's really I'm funny. F- and the hot dogs are thawing in the sink. And his reaction of just like screaming bloody murder where he puts it all together. Mm-hmm. That... That part was always viscerally memorable to me, and it's great animation too with the hot dog falling out of the yeah because that's it's very realistic. And Lisa has some has two really funny moments in this episode, and one of them is the "You're a grand old flag era" it, because it's just the timing is so great. Lisa, why don't you come sing for us? You're a grand immediately. Old. <laughs> yeah, she's got a song. Yeah. She's ready to, and people are still arguing behind her, and she's still going. Like yeah. she's non phased by it. Oh, like, great, I was told you got to the sing? kids singing. Um, <laughs> oh. And I like how he says it like it's like, oh, look what you've done. Yeah. Like oh. <laughs> the kid is singing. Everyone hates it again. <laughs> and the other line is, of course, like like your poker shack you're, in the swamp. <laughs> she knows. She knows. And then you're, you're very, very lucky, lucky to have, have mom. mom. That's your advice? Go to bed. It's a great scene. It's, it's a good. really good scene. And it just shows, like, and again, Homer it's, it's knows. Homer trying, right? Yeah. Like, he's like, where did things go wrong? Like, like here's what our marriage was. And Lisa says that. And he's like, well, come on. <laughs> like, you're usually going to help me in this situation. She's just like, oh, boy. <laughs> You're on your own. You're lucky. Uh, yeah. I don't got it. I don't got it. Yeah. I don't have, yeah. your, Good night. I don't yeah. have your answer. Good night. <laughs> Takes a buzz cola to bed. Mm-hmm. She snuck that one. Oh, boy. I'm impressed. She's a little caffeine freak. Yeah. Not a lot of Bart, other than the chair thing. Not a lot of Bart. Yeah. There's him at the beginning. This ain't the Ritz. Yeah, and he he's mostly and serving as a reaction to gonna have to, to amputate Milhouse. your butt. Your butt. Yeah. That's another. That's actually I think my favorite Millhouse moment is. Uh, can we do, can we go home later? There's not gonna be a home later. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Like he doesn't realize what she's saying. He's just like, all right, that's fair. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> ta ta. See you at the beauty salon. Weird kid he is. Yep. Yeah. A little wiener. He's a little wiener kid. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, so, what do we think of the ending? The like the re- the remarriage, as it were. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it absolutely works because it. What I said at the beginning, it comes back and it makes it about who it was about at the beginning, which is Homer and Marge, and it is genuine because he's trying and you genuine, and he does a good job he does a good like job it's, it's nothing crazy elaborate which yeah. you know isn't what she like she didn't want a crazy beautiful giant james wade-esque wedding she just <laughs> oh you did it <laughs> she just wanted her friends and it family was amazing to it was like oh it was james, so good it was God like james it. cameron it's, made it it's I, it I was, was it ruined weddings for i've me. talked it's about one. it to yeah. everybody i know it's the most yeah. it was the most incredible wedding pictures. i've ever seen in my life want to see these pictures are great <laughs> yeah I've show, I, yeah, I showed more pictures of that wedding than I'll probably show of my own if it ever happened. 
Um, but she just wanted her friends and family to be there and it to be like like lovely, you know. Yeah. And that's what he gave her, and it's it's very sweet. And again, it's the Homer that I like, who's kind of a doofus but tries hard. And when and when he does succeed in this kind of situation, it's very moving and mm-hmm. genuine, and it doesn't feel tacky or sappy. You know, it's just like yeah, like we're gonna have another marriage. Like it's gonna be nice. <laughs> and then it even ties in with his character with the vows that he writes. Yeah. yeah. You know, where it's yeah. like that's that's something Homer would do. It's not like it's not like it's not like shitty. Like they're not shitty vows. It's just like he's like he's gonna ramble he, and he got he, distracted. Yeah. yeah. He, he he meant everything that he said. But yeah. I think when he was up there and he's like, oh wait, this is <laughs> Oh uh let me just say what let me summarize it. And yeah. I love the animation choice of Lovejoy looking at a couple cards. <laughs> And he has Rather than just like, because it could have just been a piece of paper, right? Yeah. And like flipping it once, but it's like a bunch, and he like goes on like this. And he has a stack. He has a, <laughs> yeah. like a handful yeah. of these cards. Yeah, because it starts out very lovely, and then it like monkey riding. <laughs> yeah, like Homer gets distracted. Yeah, and it's easy for him to go off on a tangent, right? Which is but good. he means well, and he, he loves Marge, and it's it's very evident in that final. Sequence. And that final sequence never forgets to be funny. Yeah, it never forgets that. Jokes are going to propel this thing to the end. I mean, because immediately you get Kirk singing his song. Yep. <laughs> I also have something I'd like to say. And Ugh, he just hit it. sucks. He just sucks immediately. I don't mind think I... hi- helping out a guy in love. <laughs> yeah, oh. sure. It's why we're here. Uh, uh, <laughs> who likes the Doobie Brothers? Because we got one of them. <laughs> the ending with Kirk in the singing. Growing up, I didn't really appreciate it because I thought it was very anticlimactic. Mm. Um, the like old- specifically, her saying no, no, and then or- that's it. All right, get out. Uh, probably. <laughs> like I was just like, that, that's how they ended it. Like what? Yeah. Um, the older I get, though, the more I like it because it's how things would actually happen. Things don't always wrap themselves up. Yeah. Nicely. And it's uh, definitely it, them lampshading sitcom tropes of, of course. returning the status quo, which is right. what the whole episode was predicated on, was we wanted to explore a couple getting divorced, but we didn't want them to get back together sure. at the end. Because I think the whole thing of having a happy ending, the audience, if it was happy, in my mind I would go, wait, why would that happen to Kirk? He doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. So it just didn't happen to him. It's a genius. Yep. The older I get, the better it is. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't. He does not deserve it. Not one bit. No. None. He's he's, he's a, a horrible sh- human. He's a schlub. You're very lucky to have Starla. <laughs> like uh, that's I your won't advice? even uh, pro- uh, prob- probably. <laughs> I won't even go so far to say that he's a horrible human. I just say he's a schlub. He's a sure. he's a bum. Yeah. He's just he's he's not actively like mean except for when he's like yelling at Luann. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? Though, yeah, yeah, like that's when he's like actually mean. But that's oh. like that's like again their relationship coming to a head. After that, he's just like you said, a schlub. Like he's he's not he's not worthy. <laughs> he's not worthy of getting that woman back. He says the meanest thing that this time really got me. Where I'm just like, that's so mean. Like where uh, it's like it's dignity, uh, and it's like no oh, one I, I should have draw dignity. I gave, gave it up, up when, when I, I married her. her. Jesus Christ. How mean is that? And that's when Lovejoy has to step in. Yeah. Right after now, that. Kurt. But I, watching it this time, I was like, that's so mean spirited to say. Like, it that's just it, it stood out. I was like, that's not even funny. Yeah. It's also just so perfect to have him draw a door shittily. <laughs> that's a door? <laughs> what a Homer, great line. Homer's response. Oh. 
Homer has some good little little bits in there. Oh yeah, you know. Shut like, up and let the women talk. Yeah. Let me tell you a story about a man who, whatever, and it's like He's incompetence and managerial impotence. Ooh, Ooh here we go. <laughs> and like, you know what, you two need a little comic strip called Love Is. <laughs> it's about two, two naked, naked eight year olds who, who are in love, who are married. Silence. Silence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it seems to work. It seems to break the tension enough for everyone to continue eating and enjoy it. You know, talk about Woodsy Allen movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd enjoy those movies too if they weren't all shit. <laughs> wow, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> well, his best one allegedly <laughs> is Annie Hall, which is garbage, uh-huh. um, top to bottom. I don't like anything. I would about say that I movie. would say Midnight in Paris is his best film. Really? Yeah. You know, I, I and without seeing ninety percent of them because he makes a fucking movie every yeah. year, and I, I don't want to watch his movies. I would too. Based on the ones that I've seen, yeah. But Annie Hall is his most famous work, I'd say. Yeah. But I think I, I think you'd probably find a lot of people don't think it's his best movie. I kind of liked Blue Jasmine. I, I like Blue Jasmine. I like. Yeah. I really like Kate Blanchett. She's great. Yeah. 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 What? What? I don't know these words you guys are oh. saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's yeah. familiar. Yeah, familiar sound. Put back, him back in his sarcophagus as well. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a bit from last week. Ha ha ha. So loyal listeners like allegedly Dr. Ife Abiola. Reincorporation. Will know what it means when he re-listens to it. Enjoy it. <laughs> for now, it's too inside for you. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> Guys, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm just getting started. Uh, should we start wrapping this up? I think we should. Reference desk? Do we desk? want to do a reference desk? Uh, the title, of course, is from uh, a Bible verse. Uh, Matthew twelve twenty five. Okay, Ife, mm-hmm. you like the Bible? I do. Um, you like, Alan, you like atheismo, right? <laughs> it's, my, it's my favorite Power Ranger. I don't know. Atheismo. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Keep going. Power Ranger. Yeah. That was so weird. Um, <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> atheismo. That's great. That's I'm, excellent. I'm using that. Um, but it's like uh, I can't remember the full quote. But it's like a house divided oh, uh, cannot cannot, stand, cannot yeah. stand. Yeah, I mean it's also you know like uh, a house divided against itself That's cannot not. stand. It's like Lincoln said that too. Yeah, he took it from the Bible. Well, do you I know? Mean, do you know the order of things? <laughs> <laughs> do I know the? Yeah, Lincoln uh, after Bible. <laughs> I thought he was before. Oh, I stole that from Lincoln. You're right. No, sorry, Lincoln, uh, Job. <laughs> The the New Testament, yeah. No, sorry. Uh, Ronald Reagan wrote the Bible. Right, 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 right. right. So that's pretty recent. Trickle down faith. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just give it a chance. Scooby Doo. uh, Homer says, (laughs) "Is this what you thought married life would be like?" He's like, "Pretty much." So I thought we'd drive around a van solving mysteries. That's a reference to Scooby Doo. Uh, Love is the comic strip. Uh, That is a real thing. That is a real thing. Yeah. Oh, weird. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I never really researched it until now, but I kind of knew because I'm like, what, like, what a weird name <laughs> for a made-up thing, you know what I mean? So I'm like, it's got to be real. But anyway, um, I love the nightlife uh, oh, song by oh, yeah. Alicia Bridges. Uh, American Gladiators. We got Pyro. Um, I'm sure it was a real one. They had so many. There's also Gyro who makes an appearance on The Simpsons later. Sure does. Oh right. Sounds yeah. I stood by your side, Gyro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Blaze. Okay. Iceman. <laughs> I don't know. 
Goose. Maverick. Hmm? Stop it. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Just stop. <laughs> uh, Spalding Gray, we mentioned him. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, the uh, Philip Glass, of course, famous composer. I um, like Philip Glass. I didn't like I mean, that I reference. <laughs> yeah, but for Homer... Just an evening. Like he's not he's not gonna be excited about Philip Glass. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he probably A doesn't know who he is. B just an evening. Like he's like, I don't know. The However, fuck this he guy is, is very familiar with the voices of the elderly poor. <laughs> Grandpa, we miss you. Love you, miss you. <laughs> very true. Mm-hmm. Uh Doobie Brothers. And uh in my research, I think the one in the episode is probably Mark Russo. Mm. Russo, whatever. Because he was a saxophonist for the mm-hmm. Doobie Brothers. Oh, you're probably right. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, he looks similar enough to I, the uh, character model. And then finally, True by Spando Bollet uh, is the song that they play at the end there. Can I say, when I first saw this episode, mm-hmm. when I was a little child, I um, hadn't really heard of the, the Doobie Brothers much. And so when he said, who likes the Doobie Brothers? Because we got one of them. Comes out, and I'm like, oh, their last names are Doobie. Mm-hmm. Because they're brothers. Sure. And I didn't know what that meant. It's a valid thought. Yeah. I probably, like, for a long time thought similarly. Yeah. So. Because, like, who gives a shit about the Doobie Brothers? Michael cool. McDonald it was one of the good ones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When he Tell us about it. Eva? He was the most talented one. All right. <laughs> um, I don't think I ever got that joke, actually, until recently, that it's like... Playing on the idea of like who likes the Doobie Brothers because we're gonna play some Doobie Brothers songs and then because we got one of them and you're like wait what <laughs> like for a long time I think I was like I I associate it with like who likes Doobie Brothers because we got one of them I'm like oh okay like that's a natural <laughs> sentence to say I didn't realize it was a you know a shift so I, I do like that's that joke very though. funny yeah. what's our favorite joke we've said a lot of them yeah oh, we yeah. have um. Who wants to go first? I mean, I'm going to just pick Dignity. I think that yeah. that run and just like the picture <laughs> is just too perfect. Uh, people have it tattooed uh. on them. <laughs> like I know people who have tattooed yeah. Dignity onto their bodies. <laughs> well, we all know what it is now. Mm-hmm. It's Dignity. It's Yeah. What a great, what a great bit! Right, and it's the sound of the egg timer going off, and he yeah. doesn't just like, okay, yeah. well, that it's was like, it. it's dignity, God, immediately. And also, like, it's just, it's, it's one of those things that's like inside enough, but not like too. It's not Boo Warren's level. Yeah, and it's, but it's, but it's also like, not, I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like, uh, okay, so like the the Deathly Hallows symbol. Do you guys all know what that know is? That. Yes. Yeah, and you know little to nothing know, about Harry Potter. Nothing about Harry Potter. And so, it's like, the triangle with the circle, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so people like have tattoos of that or like shirts of that or whatever. I'm like, that's fine. Like, I'm not trying to rag on it or anything. But I think I I appreciate the dignity drawing because you really do need to know The Simpsons to understand why the hell that would be on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> or like well, sometimes the Simpsons trivia like people are wearing shirts with that you know and we're just everyone's like ah like we know like it's a nice little kind of inside thing funny. that isn't too obs- not obscure but not like not too uh, specific right. I guess where like people would be like what like what's going on here like mm, gigantic asses <laughs> good example <laughs> or if I wore a shirt of an elf throwing a stone into the sea yeah what's that 
That would that would be in one of the elves from the Silmarillion casting okay. the Silmarillion into right. the ocean. So my favorite, <laughs> jo- uh, my fa- my favorite jokes. Uh, I don't know why this came just viscerally out when you asked that. Was uh, do you want me to show this to the cat? Because the cat's gonna get it. <laughs> it's, it's something about just the, the way he says it. It's just it's very funny. So it's so fucking mean. It's so condescending. Yeah, so you, condescending. Yeah, yeah. Do you, I'll do it. Yeah. Do you want me to show this to the cat? Like the cat can't even speak, and he's gonna get it. You fucking idiot. <laughs> like it's so. This is his wife. Belittling. He's just such yeah. a uh, bad. But I don't know why that's so funny. That's before he gets like maliciously. Uh, like you know, heartbreaking. They're back and forth. It's so. also just funny because it's like in Pictionary. I'm sure we've all played it. And when someone draws something, and you're like, I don't know, and they just start like underlining it, like, no, this. <laughs> and you're like, Yeah, no, I see that. And he does that, right? He underlines it. That's the first thing you see. He does. He's like, Come on. <laughs> it's like, No, draw something oh, else now that or you do something. You know, I yeah, oh, I got uh, it. Yeah, fuck. It's that's so good. Very funny, Greg. <laughs> um. It's definitely when Bart hits his dad over the back with a with chair. A chair. Uh, this is pretty some- standard stunt, Homer. This is something that is burned into my mind because of how funny it is. And okay, scene immediately before he breaks it over Pyro's back, and he really likes it. He thinks it's cool. The thing that I wanted to think about this time was Bart's thought process coming home. Uh, He's like, oh, that was really cool. I want to try it again. And he grabs himself a chair, and he's like, oh, Homer's in the bath. This will be fun. And breaks the chair over his father's back. The next thing that I wanted to take note of was Homer's journey. He... (laughs) <laughs> screams bloody murder. He's, ha- he's having a bad. Yeah. He's just having a- and suddenly his child. He's like he's whistling. Breaks a back over or breaks a chair over his back. Yeah, and he breaks the back too. Yeah. It's yeah, never the same. Well, after the, that. the the thing that really keyed me into this joke this time was how he recovers, because it's a pretty standard stunt, Homer. Bart leaves. He goes right back, back to, to Washington, yep. and then Marge is like, "Homer, or we're going to Spalding Gray." And he's like, "What?" He's like, "What?" Yeah, he's and he's unfazed by he that just point. Feel like it feels like a lot of stuff's coming at him, but he's just like, "I don't know." He's just he's just gonna be Homer the whole time, which is so funny. I think also uh, Dan's scream, like he takes you on a journey with uh-huh. his scream. <laughs> It's one of my favorite line, like, quote-unquote line reads that he's done because it's immediate pain, yep. like, ah, and then confusion, yeah. <laughs> and then, ah, like, pain again. Like, he's like, he's like that really hurt because he's surprised, and then he's confused, like, why did you just uh, do that? But then the he's like, oh, my, like, that fucking hurt. And then anger. Back to, yeah, oh, so good. He goes on a journey. He really journey, does. Yeah. When, when Bart sees uh chase get hit with the chair the screenshot of his idiot face like he's just he's so like <laughs> wow that was really cool and he's just like there's no brain in this child like yeah. he's gonna do something yeah oh yeah he, it, just smiling like planted an idiot. a seed yeah. in his brain for sure oh i hate bart's <laughs> face there i can't oh stand it that screenshot i really don't like <laughs> oh I, I wasn't even looking i'll have to look at it next time where it zooms in, it's just his face on the screen. That's it. Hmm. Oh, like right, like after. Uh, oh, gotcha. I thought you meant like in the the full shot where you see Pyro and Luan. I'm pretty sure it's dumb there it too, look, but oh, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely gives him an idea. Yep. <laughs> it's a great idea. <laughs> 
comedy ensues. Absolutely. So it wasn't the owner of the uh, Southern Cracker that got a honorable mention here. Uh, no, I uh, assumed you were going to say that. I mean, but I'm, th- I'm th- glad th- we th- talked about them so yeah, much. The, like the problem it, is, honestly, the entire episode is my favorite joke. Yeah, <laughs> like it's I, I wildly hilarious. I'm going to pick Dignity just because it's it's so iconic and it's it's a great little run. Yep. But there's so much that I could put on the same level as sure. that. And yeah. and I I pick the I, I I pick that particular one because it's just it is a it's a full performance in one primal scream and you've clearly analyzed it very well by the way too i'm gonna watch it again uh (laughs) and it's just amazing how much they can get across in 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 all of that in such a short period of time but of course the southern cracker manager is (laughs) is so funny like the laughs per second is crazy i mean kirk's mvp for me oh yeah he's the mvp of the episode um southern cracker guys second place (laughs) (laughs) he's great He's great. He's so good. Mm. Well, guys, we did it. We did it. We did it. We had some laughs. Yep. We had some nerves. I felt really bad about myself at the the top. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) No, you're not. Um, We had some props. (laughs) Yeah. It was a journey. It was a whole journey. But uh, I love this episode. Um, I'm glad we uh, got to talk about it finally. I've been waiting... Eight years, <laughs> eight seasons, I should yeah, say, four years, seasons. four and a half years, yeah. uh, to talk about this, and you only moved twice, and we've done it, so uh, I'd like to quit from the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'll be back. Well, <laughs> Pro- probably. We, we gotta do, we gotta do nine. Got it. Hey, we gotta get to nine and ten. We gotta hold on till we can. We've we've made a commitment. Yeah. We've made this decision. Yeah, perhaps in haste. Yeah, long time ago. <laughs> Long, it's gonna happen. Long time ago, we made a rusty nail blood oath <laughs> with each other. Uh, but next time, we're gonna find some uh, old coleslaw and huck them at cars. It's Lisa's date with density. Oh, or we get to see another side of Nelson Muntz. Great, yeah, a character I've always been interested in. Got, right. That's the side you see. All right, movie phase. Mike is cut. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, thank you, Ife, for joining us. <laughs> Always a pleasure to have you on. Yep. Uh, here's to 14 more. <laughs> <laughs> here's to 14 more. Indeed. And I'm going to count Camille's appearances just <laughs> to see <laughs> see how many times we need to get her on this season to yep. usurp you. Yeah. Because uh, you're a busy <laughs> man, and uh, I know how Camille's always here, so. <laughs> she lives here. <laughs> It's easier. You've started this war, my friend. <laughs> they cut my mic. I haven't cut your mic. You didn't actually. Please believe me. All right. <laughs> yes, and. Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, you can find us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Bad Neighbors Pod, and you can email us at thehammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. Greg's very sleepy. I think we all are. It's time to say adieu and good night and good luck. And? I don't recall saying good luck. (laughs) Keep watching the skis!